The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. But winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Fear and answer. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. And this is Tid. And uh, do not adjust your audio settings. Uh, I have, we're, we're going to talk about stuff that uh, is not necessarily the news or prepping this time. It's, uh, ah, it's kind of, kind of about the news, but uh it's unique and uh i broke tear so do not adjust your audio settings he has reverted to his southern self (laughs) with the topic being as it is i feel that it must be approached from a certain direction in other words you want to talk shit and not get in trouble for it so you're pulling out the southern voice hey not lest you be judged in this manner. Uh, with this particular voice, I have told people literally to their face to bless their hearts, and the mama did the best she could, and I still don't get in trouble with it. Fair. All right. So today's topic, we're going to talk about. Uh, hold on. How did I? How did I have it titled? Oh yes, I remember. Gays, Canada, hypocrisy, Romans thirteen, and the church. With a little side of talking about mental health near the end. So, I got spun up today, and the reason that you're hearing it is because something hit me in the head. Normally, I'm this really cool, fucking relaxed, you know, I'm called a teddy bear, because most of the time, my brain is fucking hibernating, so I'm just kind of soft and cuddly. But every once in a while, I hear something that wakes me up. And pisses me off. And this is it. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think they quite understand. You interrupted me at work today. So bad to the point, I actually had to message you be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I actually got worried for a moment there. <laughs> so here, here's what happens. Uh, there are a group of preachers who were talking about uh, how they needed to stand against Bill C-4 coming out of Canada that just got passed. So I decided to go do some research on it and figure out why they were so upset, right? And uh, so I'm going to read you the summary of it so that you can understand why they had a reason to be upset. Now, I don't know if you know what conversion therapy is. I know you do, but I'm talking about our audience, right? Who knows what conversion therapy is? Apparently, this is where Christians try to pray the gate away. I think is the most appropriate way of saying it. But there That's are That's not pe- all that try. That is not all that they try. No, no, I get it. And there are there are good types and there are bad types. Right? Like the, the preacher's pray- daughter being one of them. Well, well, like the pray the gay way one, I I get that. I understand that, but they're talking about like locking them up in psychological torture, warfare type of thing and they made that illegal. But 
the way that the bill is written <laughs> in the preamble is that it does not specify the difference between the good and the bad. The the earnest praying of a Christian of, you know, I don't want you to go to hell and I believe that homosexuality is a sin and you're going to go to hell if you're gay, right? There's that type, which right, wrong, or indifferent is benign. And then there is the, we're going to lock you in a chair and electrify you until you are straight type of conversion, which is bad. But the law doesn't make a difference. And I'll explain how this ties in. Let me read the preamble. All right, so the preamble. Whereas conversion therapy causes harm to society because, among other things, it is based on and propagates myths and stereotypes about sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, including the myth that heterosexuality, cisgender, gender identity, and gender expression that conforms to the sex assigned to a person at birth are to be preferred over other sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. And whereas, in light of those harms, it is important to discourage and denounce the provision of conversion therapy in order to protect the human dignity and equality of all Canadians. Now, therefore, Her Majesty, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate and House of Commons of Canada, enacts as follows. And then they list the uh, criminal codes, right? <clears throat> they have made it illegal and put it in the same category as child pornography and voyeuristic recording, intimate images of minors, and, access, uh, and advertisement of sexual services on the same level as somebody who simply makes an advertisement for conversion therapy. Not the act, the advertisement. If you say, hey, I'm going to pray for you to help you overcome your sin, you're on the same levels as a uh, as child pornography. I'd like to just interject something here. I believe that you and I hold the same belief on this. While we may find it reprehensible in our personal or spiritual lives, it is not your place to forcibly address someone that disagrees with you biblically in this manner. I don't think it, I don't think it's our place at all to forcibly do it. And a lot of times that I have read, because I started looking into this after, after you and I had talked about it, and a lot of these are not done willingly. They're done to underage people because their parents feel that it is a abhorrent sin. Right. And and I agree with it to this point. Then that it should not be allowed. No, I agree with you. But it is the fact that because it is written as wide as it is, even if you have somebody who comes to them, simply the advertisement, even if they said no one under the age of 18 is totally in consent thing, had an advertisement, you can go to jail for that. The same I believe way, that's pushing it a little far. But... but that is how the law is written. That if you pray for somebody, you could go to jail. All right, so ethics of that aside, right? I think whenever the government is in trouble, I have problems with that, right? My problem, yeah. whenever the government gets involved in religion, bad shit happens. Okay, moving on. The reason that this pissed me off, right? Because I don't care, really, really, it, it doesn't bother me at all. What pisses me off is that the people who said that it was their Christian duty to inform sinners of their sins and to attempt to help convert people by praying, no other method, just by praying, right? Their words, not mine. Just by praying, right? 
believe that it is their responsibility as a Christian and they have the right to disobey the government because it is being used for an act of evil and it contradicts what the Bible says. Okay, I may not agree with your translation of the Bible, but okay, say I give that to you. These are the same people that when January 6th happened said that we should have submitted to the government and we should not have stood up for our rights. These are the same people who use Roman 13 for when it's their side to sit here and be like, okay, we can pray the gay away and God says we're supposed to do it, so we're going to convert them. But when they say that, hey, wearing a mask or vaccine mandates, those we have to follow. Excuse me? What? No, that is not how that works. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose what authority you're going to follow. Either, right, and I know people are going to say, well, you know, in the Bible, it says that when the government acts evil. Hold on, before you say that, I would just like to say this. And I mean every offense possible by what I'm about to say. But fuck you if you think you can actually pick and choose and cherry pick when you want to use the Bible. And it seems to me that's all they ever do. They only want it for one specific reason and usually to further some personal gain. Yep. Now, I get the argument that Vax mandates are not in, are not in the Bible. And homosexuality is. That's why you can take a stand on one and not the other. I get it. I think you're weak-willed, and I think your literal, your literal interpretation of Scripture is horrible. <clears throat> but to sit here and attack and bash people because they understand the term Christian liberty, and they understand <clears throat> that if the government, <clears throat> if it's not in the Bible, your supreme law of the land on all matters, right? Like we always follow, we always follow the Bible when the Bible directly talks about it. But when it doesn't, you follow the supreme law of the land. The supreme law of the land is the fucking constitution. The constitution does not give the government the authority to do dick. In fact, the constitution tells them things the government can't do. That is all the bill of rights is. It is not what you can or cannot do. It is what the government can and cannot do. The government shall make no law. The right of the people shall not be infringed. Those are a list of negative rights for the government, not for the people. Because the founding fathers understood that these were your inalienable rights given to you by God. They are showing you the Christian liberty that you have. And if you're not Christian, you still have that same liberty. I'm just this podcast is going to be very specific to a certain group of people because they done pissed me off with all the fucking hypocrisy. You don't get to sit here and tell me that it is your duty to stand against the government, to stand against the government when it comes to converting gays. But the moment that they sit here and tell you that if you don't take a shot, you deserve to lose your house, your health care, and your home, fuck off. Seriously. I'd like to interject something, if you don't mind. Surprisingly, today I will be the more calm one of us. But I just want to point out that 
I find it amusing that these people supposedly follow a God that heals the sick, raised the dead, did all sorts of wonderful, amazing miracles, but are willing to disregard that entirely by telling people they can't even come into church if they don't have a vaccine. Oh, don't even get me started. And the whole point of the matter is they're mad that they can't militantly change someone from their sexual preference. Right. This pisses me I, I'm off. Point it. I'm gonna I'm I'm point out that I find it amusing that you're you're being a little bit more delicate than I would, but oh, I'm not done yeah. yet. I'm just getting started. The, the pre workout the pre workout I'm drinking is starting to close through my body. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know, think about it for a second. These scooters have decided that they're mad that they cannot do any kind of conversion therapy. But I'm sitting here going, you know, the most common form of conversion therapy is sending the girls to go talk to the guys and the guys to go talk to the girls. I've watched it too many times. They don't pray. And even then, if you're praying over someone to forcibly change them against their will, you're not showing God's love. And it defeats... Okay, look, I forced conversion therapy... I am so against, you just have no idea, all right? However, the ability to pray for somebody, <laughs> the the ability to pray for somebody, I'm not against. I pray for my enemies. I, I even pray for Joe Biden. And I know that everybody's going to look at me like, why? Be- because I I understand that your leaders will determine the direction of the nation. And as much fucked up shit as there is, I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to pray for him to be successful, but I am going to pray for him not to fuck up the entire country all the way in the time he's in office. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) I am so opposed to conversion therapy because it literally directs, it's in direct contradiction to the theory of free will. These are the same type of people that make fun of Calvinists because Calvinists don't go out and proselytize because they believe in the elect, right? And that there are some people who who will never be saved. And they also believe in the fact that God's grace is irresistible. So if they are the elect, they're going to believe so they don't go out and proselytize, right? These are the same people that make fun of them for that and say stuff like what Spurgeon said when he said, you know, I don't have the list of the elect, so until then, my job is to go out and talk to Jesus about every to everybody, right? Because I don't know who the elect are, right? They make fun of them by making that statement and then go, however, when it comes to sexuality, we can get it out of them. No, it is a fucking choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do the whole... You, you're born with it. It's genetically predisposed to that. I, I don't care. Frankly, I don't care if you're gay. However, it is your choice to whether or not you want to walk away from that lifestyle or continue in that lifestyle. And because it is your choice for me to try and force you, that direct, that is in direct contradiction to one, free will, and two, the United States says you can be whatever the fuck you want. Just saying. You know what I'm interested in is is these same people that are okay with the idea of conversion therapy are the same people that are okay with the idea that the government can mandate what goes in your body, but they're mad, right? They're mad that the government says that you can have an abortion. Yeah, it, it it's almost like there's this cognitive dissonance that you're okay being fucked 
by the government, but you don't want somebody to be fucked in the ass. Well, that's a bit more direct than I was going to go, but yeah, (laughs) pretty much. I mean, here's the thing. What happens between two consenting adults should not be your business whatsoever. Now, if, if they were to ask you your opinion or ask you how you felt in regards to your religion for it, that would make a difference. That would mean that they have actually asked your opinion on the matter. But for you to force your belief down their throat is no different than an abortionist coming in and forcing you to have an abortion. It is pharisaical. <laughs> well, we know how Jesus took care of them. He braided up a horse whip and drove them out. And called them a brood of vipers. Just, just throwing that out there. Danger noodles. Spicy nope ropes. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so I didn't necessarily wanted to focus on the conversion thing. I want to talk about the hypocrisy of when it fits your agenda, you're all for total and absolute submission to the government. Even though the Constitution addresses issues that the Bible does not and limits the government. But when it fits your agenda, you're all for... Govern me harder, daddy. But when it's something that you believe, that you believe is a serious... All right. Why is it in society, specifically the Christian society, that you sit here and you focus on one sin over another? If you're a Christian and you believe the homosexuality is a sin, how did it become the most evil of sins? Is it different than murder? Is it different? No. Clearly, the Bible tells you that the the wages of sin, not a specific sin, wages of sin is death. All sin is sin in the eyes of God. Right? There is not a, there's not a certain level of sins when it comes to punishment. When it comes to judgment, there is, but that we can have that discussion later. It's more important to realize that a sin is a sin. Right? It is society that directs what sin is more evil than another. Christians gave up that moral authority when they decided that they were going to let shit happen and not get involved. When you decided that you were going to not use your agency as a moral force for good in the world, you don't have that moral high ground any fucking more. When you have a church that sit here and says, hey, we believe in this and we believe in this, and then you see the atrocities that happen, Like, I don't care what your faith is, but if you're claimed to be a Christian and you didn't get outraged at priestly abuses simply because you're like, well, they're Catholic, they don't count, or because they're that and they don't count, or, you know, Ravi Zacharias in the evangelical, or Kenneth Copeland, all of these fucking vipers all over the planet that claim to be Christians, and if you're not attaching them to crosses and running them out of town on a rail... You lose your moral authority. If you're going to let sin slide and be like, oh, we can forgive him. And then somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm having uh, sexual urges for same-sex partner. And you're going to crucify that one. You're a fucking hypocrite. You don't get a moral authority on one end and not the other. You can't ignore your own sin. 
and focus it on somebody else's. The Bible clearly tells you that you need to worry about that fucking beam in your own eye before you worry about the splinter in your partner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to belittle anything you said afterwards, but could you repeat that hypocrite part again? Fucking hypocrite? Yeah, that one. Oof. Does my heart good. You know what? I'm going to say something that people are not going to appreciate. Right? I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to get angry about me saying it. Look, you keep saying that, but your TikTok numbers show the exact opposite. People love it when you talk bad. So do it! (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Uh, So here's what I'm going to say. To all you Christians out there that believe that conversion therapy is the right way to go, I'll have you know there will probably be a lot of people in heaven that were gay, and a lot of you will not be, simply because of your attitude towards life. Yeah. There are a lot of people that will be in heaven that you would never never dream would have been there. Uh, and there are a lot of people that you thought would be that will never step foot there simply, again, because of their attitude. Yeah. You know, the, Jesus ranks the commandments. You know, the whole uh, love God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. And the second one is as it love your neighbor. So, and another one, there is, and love covers a multitude of sins. Fair enough, but I'm one of these people that I do love my neighbors, but I like the fact that they are way the hell over there. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but no, that's what I don't understand is I, I think people forgot that, and, and I know I'm the worst example to be talking about religious principles to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like it when I do that. But the simple fact is Jesus was with the sick. He was with the downtrodden. He was with the tax collector, the sinner. Yet all these people seem to think you have to be saved or follow their moral superiority in order to come into church to begin with. I did yeah. not come for the. I did not come for the healthy. I came for the sick. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree with you. No, I just that that that's that's one of those things that it pisses me off, and that is what turned me away from the church. I'm not going to lie. That is the biggest thing that turned me off to organized religion in, in its entirety. We're sitting here watching people that would go out and try to do good. And these people that I've seen it happen where they try to convert someone and they did convert someone against their will into being straight. And they said they saved this person. And I sat there. And I was like, you did it to get brownie points for everybody else. You did it to get clout. You did it for you, not for the person, not for your God. You did it for you and your pride. Yeah. Yeah. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You're not doing it. You're not doing it because you're trying to save a soul. And I, there's going to be a big, big fucking surprise when we get to heaven, when (laughs) people realize that saying that little sinner's prayer does not make them saved. That there are words that are, that there are things that need to change. That there are things that need to be done. He didn't save you. Look, I'm I can debate back and forth with whether faith brings about works or works prove faith type of thing. I can debate back and forth with that all day long. But here's what I'm gonna say. When you are actually genuinely saved, right? If you didn't have a purpose, why are you still here? Fair. <laughs> I hadn't I mean, quite looked at it that I mean, way, but that's I fair. mean, if, if, if it was, hey, I'm saved, and God didn't have a purpose for your life, bam, you're saved, lightning strike, you're in heaven, 
Job is done. It doesn't happen that way, does it? You're still here, which means you still got shit to do. Well, sometimes I wonder if I'm still here because God don't want me and the devil's scared I'll take over. But one way or the other, that's what I don't understand, though. People seem to think that once saved, always saved. And they seem to think that they can do whatever they want. They can be a six-day devil and a Sunday saint. And it makes no sense to me that they would continue to act like they did before they were saved and think that it doesn't matter. Does that really surprise you? We have a bunch of Christians today. We have a bunch of Christians today who literally run around. Run around and believe that because they said a little prayer when they were fucking eight years old that they're saved and going to heaven. Because they go to a church that isn't biblically sound. This is here and tells them that they're perfect just the way they are. That God loves them for who they are. That they are one of God's precious little children. And they're now... They're now, through some magic holy prayer when they were eight years old, joined into God's kingdom and they don't have to work for it. Really? I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that the only fucking thing that you are promised on this world if you are a Christian is persecution. That's it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let me let me ask you a question. Could you define persecution? Because bless the heart. Mama did the best she could, but most of these people wouldn't know persecution if it slapped them in the face. And they think that someone saying a harsh thing about them is enough to be considered persecution. I don't know if I'm the one that you want to answer about persecution, but I'll tell you that there are many levels. Yes, there are people who believe that they are persecuted because somebody said something bad about them on social media. Oh, heaven forbid, bless your heart. But guess God what? Damn it, that's my line. Sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some people who sit here and think that that is the greatest persecution that they're ever going to felt. Somebody didn't like them because they were Christians. Somebody didn't do this. Somebody didn't do that. Wah, wah, wah. Actually, Let me... I'll take it one step further. A lot of them catch this because it's the consequences for their actions, and they feel that they should not be held accountable. Right. So they cry about it. Uh, because, you know, uh, here's what blows my mind. You get these people out there that say that, you know, I'm just doing it for the best. And then they are complete and total cunts about it. And they get called on it. They go, oh, I'm so oppressed. No, you're just a bitch. Fair. There are consequences for your actions, but there are consequences right or wrong. Sometimes when you make a stand and it's right, but the world thinks it's wrong, you're going to suffer for it. You did it knowing that there were consequences. That is persecution, but it's when you're right. <laughs> when you're not, it's just the consequences for your bad behavior. Yeah, true. I mean, you could still claim persecution, but your dictionary definition is not going to bear that out. <clears throat> Victim however, not however, good. if you want to know if the church is being persecuted in the United States today, let me ask you some questions. When the lockdown first happened, was Walmart uh, shut down? No. Lowe's, Home Depot, some of them might have changed their hours, but they weren't closed down, right? Casinos got open before, right? They sit here and they shut down the churches. They shut down the schools. They shut down a lot of businesses, right? But there were some that Mm -hmm. were still open. When New York decided to do a crackdown, they went after the the synagogues and they went after the churches. Know who they didn't go after? Hmm. The mosques. They sent city workers in to go measure the social distancing platform so that they could all go pray. That is persecution. Where one is favored over the other simply for their religion. That oh, no, is no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on a moment. That was not persecution. Wouldn't know how I say it's not persecution? Why? Because they fucking allowed it to happen. I'm just doing the basic definition. Work with me, Tear. 
No, I refuse. In this situation, I absolutely refuse. Yes. All right, not for me to get into a Southern view here, but they literally allowed them to shut them down, to shut the churches down during the most holy of their holiday. Yes, I know. I have said that many times. I'm just tired of saying that same fucking sentence over and over and over. Well, you didn't have to. I went ahead and did it for you. But listening. I I don't give a damn. Eventually, somebody will listen. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) But persecution. You tell me that I can only beat a horse so far until it finally, you know, everybody doesn't care anymore. But I keep telling you, if the other horses are watching, if you beat that horse enough, they're going to go, oh, no, no, yes, ma'am, I ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> Beaten to death, but for example, got it. All right, so, but persecution is stuff that we see in other countries, more so, is the definition. You know, so often you have Christians that run around saying, well, I'm not being persecuted, I'm not being persecuted because they're not cutting my head off. I'm not being persecuted because of this. I'm not being persecuted because they're not torturing me. Okay, they're not persecuting you yet. <laughs> and church, I hate to tell you this, shit runs downhill, which means what you see in Canada is coming to the United States a lot faster than you think. You know, everybody wants to talk about James Coates, how James Coates went and gave a speech on Romans 13, where he stands up and perfectly proclaims that we are supposed to rise up against the government when it does stuff that directly, you know, the things that are purviews in the government, right? If it's outside of the purview of the government, for example, the state is never more powerful than the church, according to the Bible and the way that we believe. When they cross that line, it is our duty. They praise James Coates because after that sermon, he submitted to the government who then arrested him. We praise him, but then we persecute. Within our own ranks, Pastor Art, also from Canada, who that when they came and they violated the terms of their own (coughs) charter of rights, chased them out and called them a Nazi. This is a man who grew up in Yugoslavia, in a communist country, and our own people got up on stage and said what James Coat did was right. What art did was wrong. Fuck you. Are you surprised? Americans have turned into these. Oh, no, no, no. It's not just the Americans. No, no, This is the church all over. I'm going to point out for Americans because I'm not going to tell everybody else. Because no offense to anybody else in any other country. I love you all to death. And I hope you stand up. But your opinion doesn't matter to a hill of beans to me. What bothers me is the people in our own country. The people that are fucking all of us for their own gratification what bothers me is these people have become so far into the the suck the boot of the government they forgot our roots they forgot that america was made by rabble rousing roughnecks that decided enough was enough and this is where it stops yep where are the- and instead they want to just sit here and be like oh no we got to follow what the government says because the bible says render unto caesar that which is caesar's well, I don't remember the Bible also telling me that Caesar could tell me what I could and could not put in my body. Yeah. So, here, let me let me finish this before we go work on the mental health topic, all right? Here, here's, here's all I have to say about this whole argument. For you people who sit here and believe that the government should mandate 
And if you're a good Christian, you should want to take the vaccine because you're loving your fellow neighbor so that it doesn't spread, which is a lie. But regardless of that point, right, that you believe that you should submit to the government, read the stories of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. But more importantly, realize that Romans 13 also talks about self-defense. Not just your defense, but the defense of those who cannot defend themselves. By you telling people that they need to wear a mask, you're telling the asthmatic who could die by wearing the mask that their lives don't matter and you're not going to stand up for them. If you will not stand up for your own civil liberties, if you will not stand up for the Christian liberty, the Christian case of conscience, if you don't have one, think about those who cannot stand for themselves. Think of the ones that do not have the ability to stand up and make and be that have that voice. You do. It is your duty as a Christian. It is your duty as a decent human being to defend those who can't defend themselves. Let me point something else out. Um, and see, I want to bounce this off of you because I've been thinking about it for a while. But a lot of these Christians forget the story of David. And here's what I mean. I'm not talking about you know, him striking down Goliath or anything like that. I'm talking about the fact that when he walked up, right, the government of his time is in this camp. And he literally points out that you all are allowing them to laugh at God, and I will not follow that. I will go out there and fight. He was told not to. Yeah. He was told, do not go out to fight. And he said, no, I'm going to do it. And I think people forget that part of it is that there is a <laughs> there is right and wrong. And if you're willing to let the government tell you what you can put in your body, then you have no ability to say what they can take out of your body, and you have no ability to say anything, no moral superiority or anything about anything they have to say about the church at that point. You've already given them your agency for your own body. Why not let them take the rest of it? Yeah, if you don't stand up now, on the easy thing. And right now, I know it sucks. I know you can't go to you can't go to the movie theater. You can't go to a restaurant. Blah 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 blah. You may lose your job if you can't stand up for the easy part. Just imagine what happens with uh, you know, in the book Tortured for Christ. Look what happened in Fox's book of Martyrs. If you don't stand up now when it's easy, guess what? You ain't gonna stand up when it's really really hard. I can't remember the author of this book. But I want you to look this one up, Odin, because I think you will enjoy it. And everybody else, if you want an example of, of modern-day persecution, look up the book, I Will Die Free. By that. Humberto Noble Alexander. Yep. I couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> Humberto. I Will Die Free. And it's one of those stories that you sit there and you realize, wait, the amount of, of, of torture that he went through, the amount of deprivation that he went through simply for his own belief. And you tell me that it's persecution because you can't go to a damn movie theater. Okay, so his, his 
the name he gives on his book, his actual name is Humberto Noble Alexander, but he just goes by Noble Alexander as the author. So, <laughs> but I mean, if you need a, if, if you need a um, Christian example, uh, go to the Voice of the Martyrs. Look up Wormbrand and how he was tortured. How he was tortured for his faith. That is persecution to which Christians in the United States do not understand. Am I saying that there's no persecution in the United States? No, I'm not fucking saying that. I'm saying that there are different... But if you consider, if you consider what's going on in the United States, persecution, and you think that's as bad as it's going to get, then, hun child, we have a wake-up call for you. I... And and I, this is going to be very unpopular, but here, let me say it. It's going to be unpopular as fuck, but I'm going to say it. There is probably a reason to which, it, if you believe in a sovereign God, that means that he put Joe Biden in the presidency. Right? If nothing happens without the will of God, he put them in the presidency. And the persecution that comes is a cleansing process for the church. If you look at the churches that closed versus the churches that fought and stayed open, those that stayed open grew. It was a reward for facing that persecution head on. The church grows under persecution. The church was never supposed to be mainstream. It was always supposed to be on the margins. Why? Because the church thrives under persecution. It is like refining with fire. Silver. You can see it only is purified under intense heat. Doesn't get purified any other way. Through intense heat, it releases the draw. Yeah, it rises to the top. It says so in the Bible. It's an example used in the Bible. But under heat, under pressure, under trials and tribulations... Your bad behavior, your bad actions, your tendency towards sin will be refined and removed. You will be purified and sanctified in Christ. So here's my unpopular opinion. That persecution is God-ordained because he saw that his church is weak. And we deserve every fucking bit of it. All right. No, no. preach it. We we are living we are living in a world that we created. We gave up our agency. We acted weak. We decided that we were going to try to go mainstream, and we wanted to say a message or spread positive words and Bible verses that don't apply to us today. And we want to say those so that we get that hit of serotonin. We have removed God to make ourselves a, a social media god. And amen. Our master has decided that it is time for us to face a little bit of that pressure so that we go, what the fuck? All right, I'm sorry. Because that is when the church thrives. Just saying. You know, people tell me, oh, there's a great revival coming. No, read fucking Revelations, dude. It is a great falling away. Mm, It mm, is. mm, mm. I'm going to make it even easier. Don't even worry about Revelations. Listen to the story that Jesus said. There were virgins waiting outside. They were the bridesmaids waiting outside, and they all fell asleep, and the can- their the, the little candle lamps all went out. When they woke up, half of them were ready. Half of them had more oil. 
and they lit theirs and they went on to the wedding. The other half didn't have oil. They weren't prepared and they were left behind. You know, that's one of my favorite prepping stories. How I justify that the Bible believes in prepping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know. (laughs) I know it would be easy to sit here and go, uh, the, you know, Joseph during the time of the famine. But I like that whole, you know, make sure you got some shit prepared for when the lights go out. So, all right. So, let's talk about mental health. All right. So, I'm actually going to go back to my normal voice for this. Because I, I know you've been distracted. <laughs> I was having so much fun with the Southern voice, though, because I was like, oh. It's been a while. It has. I don't think I've used it that long in a while. Uh, I've tried so hard to get rid of that accent, mainly because the jobs that I've worked, it's it, people look down on you for having it. But this one, I kind of brought to your attention. This one is important to me. We all know, we've all heard the story of Jen and how she uh, attempted suicide after being harassed and bullied by a couple of liberal cunts. Yeah, Aunt Karen. Rexorcist, I called you liberal cunts. But people that would dox her and bully her and she broke, right? And she's also an individual that suffers from depression. That's not the part that angers me. I expect that kind of behavior from the left. But have you seen the response from our own side? No, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have, I have been avoiding tiktok drama as much as possible simply for the fact that i'm trying to focus on the message and on the show right on on this show and i want to i want to keep us razor focused and i've got a lot of like techno uh technological stuff that i'm working on and uh for the show to try and make it better so i haven't paid particular attention but i have had stuff brought to me Mm -hmm. and it breaks my fucking heart I'm going to let you talk, and then I'm going to put in my two cents. (laughs) Well, I I watched a bunch of people, people that I respected that I thought would be better. And I've sat here and watched them belittle this individual and say, well, you're weak. You shouldn't let social media rule you. You know, you weren't even thinking of your kids. Things like that, and it's making me angry. Because I'm sitting here, it's like, where is the empathy? Do you all not realize that depression is not just being sad? Depression is an actual illness, an actual mental illness. And some people, it's a chemical imbalance. Some people, it may be an emotional thing, but it is something that when when you are clinically depressed, you're not in your right mind. You do not see things the same. And you make choices that you would normally never make. Think of it like being drunk long term. And I sit here and I listen to them like, not everybody has the attitude like you and me. You know, fuck them, fuck their feelings. I don't give a damn. Or in my case, it's more like, you know, it strokes my ego. And I'm like, <laughs> look at all these people I can control without ever doing anything besides show up. But not everybody has that mindset. Not everybody has that mental fortitude. And I don't mean that badly. I'm just saying not everybody has that jaded mentality. So things that people say, I mean, after a while, it wears you down and it breaks you. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm embarrassed at some of the stuff that I've seen. And I'm like, you, I've tried steering away from a lot of the TikTok drama and bullshit, but this just keeps getting thrown in my face. And I felt like, Jesus, why? Well, the one that breaks my heart the most are the people that sit here and maybe suffering from depression who see what's going on 
and will not reach out because they saw how one moment of weakness. And you know what pisses me off? If she would have been a veteran, there would have been hundreds of people who said, how fucking dare you? But because she's not, and I don't know if she is or not, but it wasn't brought up, so I'm assuming that she wasn't. If it was a veteran, it would be like, shame on you. That person has PTSD. How fucking dare you speak that way? But because they're not, everybody's fucking crickets. Guess what? People (laughs) suffer depression, and it doesn't have to be military-related. And if you think that uh, you can be a shithead to somebody because you have a veteran status, or that you're owed something because you have a veteran status, it doesn't mean dick to me. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Humans are humans. Yes, what I... you get my respect because you served. But it doesn't give you the excuse to be an asshole. And... Well, what bothers me, uh, let me ask you this, because it bothered me, and I want to get your take on it, your hot <clears> take, because I hadn't asked you this yet. But the people that disappointed me the most were the people that called others out for shitty bullying behavior and then turn right around and bully this person. For what? Because they're weak. And I'm not talking about the person who tried to take their life. Because I've been there. A lot of people don't know that. I've been there. I've been on that edge and made that decision. And I'm going to be honest with you. For those of you who haven't, don't. But for those of you who haven't and then want to talk critically about it, let me tell you something. There comes a point in your life when you want to feel something, anything, and you don't fucking care. There, I'm gonna... I tried cutting to see if I could feel anything. When that leaves, why? Just think about being wrapped in fucking bubble wrap. Can't hear. You can't feel nothing. Nothing breaches that darkness inside of your own head. Nothing. And at that point, all you want to escape. You don't give a fuck about the consequences. You just want to feel again. And I'll say this. It's uh, it's not something I've ever really talked about a whole lot. I had something happen. And uh, in some ways, I thank God that it did. Because it made me a lot of who I am today. But I used to care what people thought about me. Right? And in this situation, after several months of it, like I, I completely sucked in. I didn't talk to anybody. I abandoned most of my friendships, most of my family. I just sucked it in. It was like, nope. And it ate at me and ate at me and ate at me. And I went into the cigar lounge, bought a couple of cigars, bought a bottle of whiskey, and I was getting ready to drive out and be done. But one person that was in there, I guess, just figured. And he was like, hey, and he wanted to talk to me, wanted to hang out. And then he actually went driving with me. And then he talked me down from it. He's like, I knew something was wrong. And he became one of the best friends I have. Uh, One of these days, I'll hopefully we can get him on here. Uh, He's in (laughs) right now. He's active duty in the Navy. So but he helped me in a way and I did not realize. And now every time I talk to someone who's been through a a similar situation, I was thinking about it. I was like, I get it. I really do because you have no hope and you have one thing on your mind and it's hard. People could say whatever they want, but it's hard to get yourself out of that mindset. Yeah. Especially, (laughs) 
especially if nobody tries or nobody knows. Or when you sit here and you say something, people don't don't help. They make it worse because on top of depression, you're going to hit them with shame. Are you fucking stupid? That's like, oh, my God, you're on fire. Here, let me get this can of fucking diesel fuel. Yeah, that's smart. I think I want everybody to know, like, if you're in that situation, uh, I'm not the most empathetic person, but I've been there. I understand. You can reach out to me anytime. But you're not alone. And I think that's what most people don't realize. You know, in this case, they're making fun of this individual for being weak. It's like, yeah, but none of you helped her. None of you reached out to her. None of you attacked Aunt Karen or Exorcist over it. Not until now. Not until you could chase some cloud or feel morally superior. They didn't even do it then. No. They attacked her. And I, I, I find that disgusting. And like I said earlier, it breaks my heart because the number of people that won't reach out simply because they're afraid they're going to be attacked. They're going to be thought of as weak. They're going to be thought of as vulnerable. Listen to me. I understand. I've been there. I've attempted a couple of times. Sometimes unsuccessfully. Nope, not paying attention at all. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't looking at you. I was responding to something. Did you hear well, what I said? I said I sometimes did. unsuccessfully. Eh, well, yeah. Listen, I wasn't going to grace that with a response, damn it. <laughs> listen, we're here. We'll listen. We'll talk. We don't have to record it. We don't have to do any of that stuff. Just if you need somebody to talk to. If you need somebody to reach out to. Uh, somebody who you wonder if they've gone through it. We've gone through it. On another note, if you have a friend that you think is going along this lines check on them damn it yeah you don't even have to ask them hey you thinking about committing suicide don't even ask them that just say hey how you doing hey you want to hang out yeah because hey, you're you fucking human even if, even if you don't suspect it but you just want you know the one thing that this that that the the pandemic has done is What did you call? The, the one thing that the pandemic has done is it has caused people to isolate. They're afraid to reach out. You don't have those social connections. Reach out. Fuck what they say. Well, see, that's something else that bothers me. With the lockdowns and everything else, depression has skyrocketed. Because most of the time, these people that had people they would talk to every day or had people they would hang out with don't have that anymore. And they're alone. And trust me, when you're in when you're in your head, that is the worst fucking thing to be is alone. Exactly. And it has literally <laughs> medically, it's been reported that it has skyrocketed. And you're gonna belittle this person because the one outlet that they have, they're getting all manner of abuse from, and you're suddenly gonna be like, You're weak. Me, you're just fucking soulless. Yeah. So I, I get the whole, if you're it. not strong enough to be on social media, maybe you shouldn't be on social media. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Whether you believe in it or not, there are people who are totally isolated, and this is the only outlet they have to reach out. Don't fucking hate them, love them. If they're too weak for you, fine. 
Nobody says you have to be their fucking cheerleader, but you don't have to be a shit human being. Exactly. Like, okay, I get it. What she did is not something I would consider doing now, right? I get it. And if some people are so narcissistic that they would never imagine doing it. And I get that you disagree with it, that you think it's something horrible and bad, that she wasn't thinking of her kids. But fuck you. Yes, it cost zero fucking dollars to be a decent human being. I said y'all had to go out and make a whole shit ton of videos about it. Like, hell, I even finally made a video and a comment about it, and it wasn't the way that people thought I was going to. But it, it, I didn't show it on there very well, but it pissed me off. And I'm not someone who usually gives a damn about people's emotions. I mean, hell, we joke about, you know, bring a condom. I'm about to fuck your feelings. But holy shit, you have someone that was at their very lowest, and you're going to fucking kick them for what reason? Does that make you feel better? If it does, then fuck you. You're the problem. See, I told you you're going to be the calmest one. I was pretty calm on the first part, but not this one. I get it. It takes zero dollars to be a decent human being, and yet we have people who sit here and go out of their time. You have so many minutes on this planet. Why would you waste however many of them you did making videos belittling somebody for being weaker than you? You could have just shut your fucking mouth and not said a damn thing. You could have reached out and went, hey, thinking about you. Hey, we love you. Hey, you know, if you need anything. Or be like, hey, like, okay, look, I don't even know this gin girl. Okay, I don't. Right? I still don't know who it is. But But here's the thing. If I were in your shoes and I felt strongly enough to say something about it, I'd be like, hey, girl, you okay? I get it. I'm sorry. Let's try to work our way through it. Let's do something. I didn't realize you were that bad. Instead, you're going to be. It makes me angry. Okay. I have lost people because I didn't think to ask. And you walk through the rest of your life wondering if you had asked, if you had said one thing, could it have made a difference? All right. And then I have people like this that are literally kicking this girl while she's down and i'm not even friends with this person i may not even agree i don't care if it was one of the girls on the left yeah i don't i don't I know her political ideology them. none of it and i i don't know and i don't care and i would but, never kick them when they're down like that yep. and i'm supposedly this big bad asshole and even i'm going what the fuck well don't sell yourself short i mean you are an asshole yeah but i'm not that big of an asshole shit no that is a different term entirely No, and I, it did, and it, it, it's been it, it 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 has. There are people who have done us wrong, but if I knew that they were suicidal, I would still reach out. You know what? Funnily enough, I would too. Because Maybe I may not to snatch their snow, not not the other way around, but yeah. <laughs> so much for the sentimental moment here. No, seriously. It, it... Because even if I don't like you or don't disagree with you, I don't hate you. And I don't want to see someone lose their life because they had a moment of weakness. I mean, if you get hit by an airplane, I'm probably going to laugh. But if you take your own life, that's a whole different story. I know 
that logic doesn't make sense. <laughs> but okay, look. at that point, it's fucking nature. Yo, karma wanted you dead at that point. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but taking your own life, that's a mental health issue. And, you know, being a veteran, I get drilled that 22 a day in my head every time I get on fucking TikTok. There's always somebody complaining about how one of their buddies just died because of the monsters in their head. And I get that. I've been there. Right. I know what that's like. And then you have the people that are left behind who are so pissed off because they didn't know something. They didn't say something. They get this survivor's guilt. Right. I should have done or said or it should have been me. You know, that, those types of, of statements. I get those. Can I say something, though? You made a comment that you don't really hate someone because you disagree. There are very few people on this planet I actually hate. Right? And you know one of them that I'm thinking of. But if that individual was suicidal, I would actually be the decent fucking human being and check on them. And I wish them the worst in life. But even me, even me, evil asshole that I'm supposedly am, even I have a limit to where it's like, look, <laughs> bro, you okay? Oh, don't get me wrong. There are people that I hate. But not on TikTok. Because I don't give, a, I don't give enough of a damn about them to hate them. Fair. There, there, are, there are people that I hate that if I was to see, I would go to jail to remove them from the earth. That is fair, but let me put it to you this way. There, there's a difference between me you know, wishing the worst for someone and them committing suicide, wishing suicide. I would never wish suicide. But you know what? I would say that I hope both sides of their pillow are hot and they step on a Lego before they get in bed. Hey, leave my son out of this. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, I only say that because that was the last comment you made after he decided to fuck with you about your height. <laughs> That's true. I told him I hope he stepped on a fucking Lego. <laughs> and that both sides of his pillow were hot. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I don't, I don't get it. These are people that are supposedly on the same side, stabbing each other. And I don't understand why. Can someone, <laughs> wait, here's one I haven't used in a while. Can somebody make it make fucking sense? No, unfortunately, okay. no. Do better. Yeah. Be better. So, any final thoughts before we end this one? Because we're at an hour. Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna say it like this: the second you all stooped to the same ideology, same actions, the same attitude as the left, you became the fucking enemy. Which means now you're not on my side. You're not by my side. You are now in my fucking way. So fuck you and your feelings. Cool. My turn. I don't care about the people who are talking shit when it comes to this particular issue. If you need help, reach out. There are people that love you. There are people who you may not know that aren't terrible human beings. Your life has value. You may not see it. We've preached it all the time. Yeah, even your life here has value. Oh, shit. Right. So your life has value. We have said it repeatedly on this on this show that we want you to find your voice. And if we can help you find your voice, we can help 
talk to you through those dark times and the demons in your head are telling you that you're not worthy, that you don't have value, that you're weak, that's the time that you look at them and go, fuck off. I'm calling Winter's Call. I'm going to email them. I'm going to reach them out on TikTok. We will help you. We're not perfect. We're one. You are not alone. Just know. We're all flawed. We're all fucked up in some way. We all have weaknesses in different areas. Right? We are not, you know, as much as the the online persona wants to make tear this horrible, evil, bad, misogynist, asshole, jerk, dwarf, fucking horrible human Fuck being. Fuck you! <laughs> he actually has a heart of gold. Ah. Don't tell people that. Ha 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 ha. I'm going to ruin your whole that. fucking reputation. <laughs> Shit. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I would rather you wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock. It don't matter. I would rather you wake me up in the morning than read about you the next day. Yeah. I will stay up with you as long as it takes for you to step away from that edge. Because that is what decent human beings do. Not conservative, not patriots, not liberals, not left, not right, not none of that fucking shit. A decent human being will be there for another human being. Because in the end of the, at the end of the day, that is the only thing that fucking makes a difference. Is how you are remembered. Were you a decent human being? Or were you a clout-chasing asshole who just decided that you wanted to be a cuntacorn? To get some extra fucking views and clout. Let's be honest. Uh, oops, there goes another twatopotamus. Yeah. So, with that being said, I'm Odin. This is Tyr. We'll see you on another episode of Winter's Call. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost. <laughs>